Race matters. 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 I know, I've missed you and we are gathered here again on a very special week. We are indeed. NADOC week. We have a very fabulous guest here with us today. But before we begin, as per usual, I would like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the lands that we are meeting on today. And they are the lands of the Gadigal people. The Gadigal people have been here for the past 80,000 years and will be here after us as well. We are in the birthplace of black activism and black theatre. So FBI is very privileged and honoured to be standing on these lands of the Gadigal people. And Race Matters is just as privileged and honoured to be able to gather here week after week to share this space and have these yarns. We'd like to acknowledge their elders, both past, present and future. I'm Sara Khan. I'm Darren Lasagas. And coming up on the show, we are very, very privileged to have as part of our NADOC Week special, Felicia Fox. Felicia Fox is a pillar of the First Nations drag community and is paving a pathway that showcases the strength, resilience, confidence and beauty of our First Peoples. Felicia also hosts Making Tracks on Koori Radio from 3 to 6 on Monday and Friday, contributing a very important voice uh, for the black queer community. We are so excited uh, to have a very special yarn with her uh, on. But first, Sada Khan, uh, you're involved in a pretty special NADOC uh, week event yourself. Uh, it's on Thursday. At the Australian Museum, that's it's right. Race Matters Live. I know, we're going 2.0 here. <laughs> Not that this isn't live right now, <laughs> but like... But like live, 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 live with other in people the flesh. in the flesh. You can see me and my lovely, deadly face. If you wanted to know what Sarah looks like. Yeah, you're going to have your minds blown. There, <laughs> <laughs> Um But yes, we are having a very special live podcast recording at the Australian Museum as part of NADOC Week with the theme this year being Voice Treaty Truth. And I'm very, very honoured to have on stage with me to share the space and the dialogues with me, um, Dixie Crawford and Barbie Lee Kirby. Dixie Crawford's the Barkindji woman from Broken Hill and Brewarrina, and Barbie Lee Kirby. She's um, Barkindji, Ualari, Wailwan, and yeah, God, I think she named too many nations for me, but I think I've covered all of them. But they are both very empowering, strong, fierce women that are paving the pathway in business for First Nations women. So it's going to be a very amazing yarn. We're going to be breaking down truth, voice, treaty, and who's kind of taking control of our narrative, how they tell our truth, how they manipulate it, and how we can reclaim it. So it's going to be happening this Thursday, the 11th of July from 6pm at the Australian Museum. You can get your tickets either at the door on the Australian Museum website. If you hit me up for all the mob that are listening, I might be able to get you some discounted tickets. <laughs> so, you know, just, you know, go find me on Instagram and see, slip into my DMs. I don't know. See what happens. studio with us right now is Felicia Fox. Felicia is a broadcaster at Koi Radio, dominating the Making Track show every Monday. Monday, Monday. Hey. <laughs> Monday to Friday, Arvo, and showcasing the strong voices in the First Nations queer community. Welcome to the show, my sis. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. So where did the inspiration for the persona of Felicia Fox come from? 
Um, so growing up, I always knew I was a little queer boy. Um, I was always in mum's heels, dressing up in her clothes. But, you know, I was always a performer. I was always with the girls, leading the dance groups. Mm-hmm. So seeing... Um, ugh, I'm trying to think of her name. I'm trying to think of her name. I don't know, but she's from Menindi anyways. We'll think about her later. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she's from Menindi, and I seen this drag queen come out to Campbelltown, and that was really the first queer representation I ever have ever seen out in Campbelltown. Mm-hmm. Growing up out there, I never, ever seen anything for the LGBTI community. No. And seeing her perform and seeing all of my aunties, uncles, everyone in that crowd captivated, people I didn't even know, by that one drag queen. I was like, I wonder how that feels to be up there, to have such an empowerment feeling to, you know, captivate any crowd, no matter what colour, no matter what race, you know. So to be able to get up on stage for me... As Felicia Fox, I started off as Chanel. Game and Chanel was like Chanel number five. (laughs) And then I was like, no, like I need a name that resonates with me and tells my story and my truth. So Felicia has always been a big inspiration from the movie Priscilla. And Fox is my outgoing, extravagant, you know, nothing can hold me back persona when I am Felicia because I am just this confident, extravagant woman when I'm in drag. Like you're Sasha Fierce. Yeah. yeah that's what I was thinking of. Mm. Mm, taking a note out of Beyonce's toolbox there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So especially like getting up on stage in Campbelltown as well. I grew up in Campbelltown too and very much so you don't get to see those kinds of personalities out there and that kind of confidence. Yeah. And so that impact it would just have on so many other young queer people that are trying to figure out their own identities as well. Is that what is kind of a main aim for you with Felicia Fox as well? Definitely. Going back to, you know, not only my own community, but being out in rural communities is more important to me as a drag queen to go and perform in that environment instead of a social setting and breaking down those barriers in the rural communities where they don't have what I didn't have when growing up in Campbelltown no representation at all. So hopefully, you know, a couple of weeks ago I was on Andrew Denton on the interview and hopefully, you know, some person was up there in a rural community who has never seen another black drag queen or just a black gay person on TV. They've seen that and they take this positive lens from that and that inspires them to be their most charismatic, unique selves. Oh my God, stop it. That was our whole next question. <laughs> <laughs> what are the kinds of things you do in rural communities? What what, what do you put on shows there? Um, so I literally just got back last night from Townsville in North Queensland and they put on an LGBTI event up there and there has never been, well, not never, but there hasn't been one in the last year and a half, they said. And where the event was, no gays would ever, ever go to that venue or even walk on that street. And to be up there in drag in that venue when hearing them tell me, Felicia, you know, it's so good to have you here because we were never allowed here. Like They were, they were allowed there, obviously, but it was not a safe and inclusive space mm. for them. So to go up there, me from Sydney, and to break down those barriers, you know, having many communities, having the Aboriginal community, having the queer community support me. So many aunties came, everyone was there to perform, like to watch me perform, but yeah, going up to those rural communities and breaking down those barriers is really my passion for drag. So being a minority within a minority, you have the ability to see problems and circumstances that need to be either corrected or improved upon. And it's really similar with feminism as well. Like white women often neglect the intersection of race and gender. Of, in, within women's fem- feminism. So how do you kind of handle that same interjection amongst your race and queer identity? Can you ask it again? I just suddenly forgot. I know, it was a big one, eh? Um, yeah, so like your identity as both being race and being queer, because we can often have that kind of 
challenge and conflict within, you know, the wider spaces yeah. of those communities okay. where they forget that intersection. So how do you kind of handle that challenge and conflict of not only being queer, but also being black? Well, I just want to bring it up now. Being an Aboriginal drag queen is not easy at all, especially starting off here in Sydney. They have this predominant white scene on Oxford Street or venues around here in Sydney. And it was very hard for me to get a start. I started right out of town down in Wollongong and seeing Queens on Oxford Street, if you were to walk down Oxford Street, there is one queen of colour down on Oxford Street. All the rest are white. And if you aren't in their guidelines or in their books, like how to look, Mm -hmm. then you're not good enough for Oxford Street. If you're not a choreographed cabaret queen, then you're not good enough for Oxford Street, especially being a queen of colour. That is not liked on Oxford Street at all. So you'll never see Felicia on Oxford Street. And yeah, I think it's it's very hard because we already struggle enough being queer in Mm -hmm. the queer community. So for me to struggle being queer and then to go to venues and feel more out of place because I'm an Aboriginal gay man who does drag, a triple minority, is, it's so, can I, I can't swear on here, no. Um, It's just so, yeah. Crap! Like you try to try to find that word. Like oh, oh. it drops, we'll just do language warning. Go. How do you feel? It's it's fucking shit. <laughs> it is really fucking shit, and yep. it shouldn't have to be like that. We should all come together and support one another in what we do. And even in drag, it is very catty. There is there's some sisterhood out there with older queens. I have love and respect my older queens. Like the Aboriginal culture, we respect our elders. Mm-hmm. And now it's like all these younger queens coming on the scene. They forget about that sisterhood and why we all come together and why drag was started and how drag started. Back to the original Vogue Room scene, back Paris is burning over all those pose, like mm-hmm. all those shows. And just to see the treatment in there, the sisterhood, how they come together and they unite as one, no matter what colour, no matter what, they're together. And I wish and I hope that, you know, one day Felicia can bring that back to drag and have that amazing sisterhood that it it once was. Because the uh, drag scene in Sydney is so kind of exclusive in that sense, in the way that you just explained, who were the kind of drag personas that you looked to for inspiration, how to model Felicia Fox? My biggest inspiration was my drag mum, Filma Box. She is absolutely amazing. She's been all over mainstream media in drag. And just to see her you know, smash through those stereotypes and break down those barriers. And Doreen Manganini, she's been doing drag for, I think, 46 years this year and she was the first Aboriginal drag queen to go down Oxford Street. She performed with Carlotta and all those amazing queens who first started. So, you know, seeing Doreen being a black drag queen and getting out there when the scene first started here in Sydney on King's Cross with Carlotta. um, Yeah, just to see her journey and to see where she is today. She is probably my biggest inspiration, Annie Dore. Amazing. That's Felicia Fox. You're listening to Race Matters right now with me, Darren Lasagas and Sada Khan. We're going to be back to chat more with Felicia after this from Nadine Dixon. This is Aboriginal Land. Let's 
That was Nadine Dixon with Aboriginal Land and we are on Race Matters right now with Felicia Fox speaking all things Fab-Original. So this... I know, I still stole that one from you. <laughs> <laughs> so the theme for NADOC Week 2019 is Voice Treaty Truth. What does this mean to you? NADOC Week itself is an amazing time to you know celebrate our culture, share with everyone and indulge in Aboriginal culture and our history and our people and especially, you know, paying respects to our ancestors who fought the way for us to be where we are today in our own country, on our own land, which shouldn't have ever had to be the way, but it was. Um, voice Treaty Truth, you know, voice. We, so many Indigenous people from so many platforms, you know, whether they're art, music artists, whether they're you know, drag queen entertainers, radio producers, whatever, 
we have so many talented mob and we have voices in so many different places. Like we have NITV, we have, you know, Carla Grant, we have amazing people like that who have big voices and, you know, little people like me just starting out now as a drag queen. We have some powerful voices within and amongst our community and they need to be heard and they need to be not censored. And like I've always said, like, my interviews for, you know, Sunday Morning Herald and everything when I was running for a seat in um, state parliament with um, Keep Sydney Open, everything I said in my interview was censored and made to look like I was this black ticker box running for Keep Sydney Open. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I knew this was going to happen. So I've trained myself now when I go out and I do interviews to, you know, speak in ways that they can't go and censor that and turn it around into something that they want to tell, the narrative that they want to tell and not the narrative that I really want to tell. So I've trained myself into doing that and a big shout out to Jess Miller who's taught me to do that because so many times our mob get out there and we share our true stories and they're portrayed by gubs mm-hmm. to be something negative and to always to always be negative. It's never looked through a positive lens with gubbers. And what was I up to? That was the voice. Ah, training true, out. True. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, we've been waiting for hundreds and thousands of years for a treaty. And, you know, the Victorian treaty that's going on right now, that's amazing with their board and everyone that they're getting on with that. But it needs to be at a national level. Okay. There it is bullshit that we do not have a treaty still to this day as the you know traditional owners of this country. Every single land, you know... Even all you drag queens out there, everywhere you sashay, you're all on stolen land. So I don't understand why there still isn't a treaty with the First Nations people of this country. And truth, truth with the voice, I think for me, we have, like I said, we have to tell our truth and we have to tell our stories and they can't be told by anyone. And even when, you know, they have Q&As around Aboriginal culture and they don't ever have Aboriginal people, we're not always, but they hardly ever have Aboriginal people on the panel. And it's like you're having a constant conversation around Aboriginal people, Aboriginal culture, and you are trying to make things better for us, which in your lens is not nothing none of our community needs. Mm -hmm. So why not invite us to the table and have that conversation with us and let us lead the conversation instead of you leading the conversations for us? Yeah. (sighs) Damn. That was... um Really, really powerful, Felicia. And re- there's so much you said in there that, especially about um, ticking that box and being that voice um, that ticks the box for a white, palatable like audience, like making your voice palatable for them. For, mm. And it's really funny because um, Dr. Chelsea Bond was recently asked to do a similar talk um, down at a university in Melbourne. I can't remember what the talk was about. And when she got up there, she decided to completely disrupt what narrative they were trying to tell. And she said, you want to talk about race and you want to talk about, you know, being leaders in the voice around racism discussions and that. Well, how about the fact that this was planned months ago and you only asked me a week ago to come and do this? Yeah. And she just broke them and blew them all up like that. And I think that we're coming to a point now where, like, we're moving past that point of, like, you know, our, our old people did a lot in terms of surviving, mm-hmm. creating a pathway for us to survive. And now we're at this point now where this new generation is all about dismantling. Dismantling, yeah. Yeah. Like, this week, I've been reached out by so many clubs in Oxford street and all these white venues and events (laughs) that have never ever ever had a person of colour or an Aboriginal person get up on their stage and perform and just this week they want to have a NADOC event. The absolute timing. What the Mm -hmm. hell? And reach out to me this week to go and perform for their venues and you know what I tell them? Mm -hmm. Go and shove it where the sun don't shine. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't need your white money. Good ways and you're also like teaching the next young black generation of queers and um, 
and drag personas, all of them coming through. You're teaching them how to kind of take that control and defend themselves mm, in yeah. that way as well. Read through the read through the lines of what they're trying to tell us because don't let them control you. That's mm. it. Yeah, uh, Felicia, I saw you perform at Motherball uh, a few weeks ago uh, with an amazing uh, lip sync. Uh, can you tell us, who haven't seen your performance, about the track and the speech that you lip sync to? So it's a dialogue from Sharina Clanton from a Q&A. And, you know, when I first started drag, I never did anything like that. I was always performing, you know, the drag queens like Kylie Minogue and all those side of tracks. And then I, I sort of got this passion of being an activist through, for my people in drag. You know, you know, wherever I go, no matter what setting, no matter what environment, I have a crowd captivated. And to tell my story and my truth for my people up there on that stage and to have them captivated and... The dialogue that Sharina Clinton said was absolutely perfect. And if you want to go check it out, go and check it out on YouTube. Just look up Sharina Clinton Q&A and it will be the first one that pops up. And she she dismantled that crowd right there. And then she was telling people on the panel to shut up. And she is just an absolutely incredible, inspiring woman that is doing amazing things for our mob too. Um, so... What we usually do at the end of each show to wrap up now is ask every guest this question, and it's one of our favourite questions, kind of come the mantle for us. So, Felicia, when did you realise that your race made you powerful? Always. I've always said, without my culture and my identity, I would just be another statistic. I would just be this little white dot on a piece of paper, which obviously wouldn't see because paper's white. So... Me and my culture, I would not be the person I am today without my Aboriginal culture. Everything I've been taught by my elders and what I know about my culture, and I don't know everything. I would still love to learn a lot, lot more. So, yeah, I'm everything. My culture makes me who I am. Beautiful, and I'm so excited for the next mob that's coming through right now to hear your voice and hear your words because you're really doing some groundbreaking things and it's a real privilege and honour to have you as a guest on our show. So really thank you a lot for coming on with us today. Thank you for having my Fabriginal fierce <laughs> self on the show. Hey. Uh, before we wrap up, we got a text in from Kate 0409 I can't believe that Oxford Street is so exclusive. I thought they would be so inclusive of all. They're just jealous because you look better than they do. That's the one, Bob. <laughs> They wish they had this black don't crack. Mm. Yeah. But they all go and get Botox now. So <laughs> <laughs> all old and washed up. <laughs> oh, all right, we're going to go out on the track now. This is Makesha with Tell Me Why You've Tuned Into Race Matters. Thanks, Felicia. Thank you. All of these people in my life think that they know what is right for me. For me. Have a plan B, make sure that your family approves of you, cause that is all you need. Lord, please. Am I incapable of living a life that's free? Because of what I am called, or my nationality. I really don't
I'm hearing all day, all night. I'm told I'm dreaming, but I'm believing. Race matters. 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 Race matters.